It's time for Laura Tingle. And Laura, it's another birthday I'd forgotten. It's the beginning of the NACC today. It is a, a, a brand new um, acronym to um, mark our days, Philip. Um, the National Anti-Corruption Commission uh, off, off and racing as of Saturday. Who's on the hit list? Look, I think this is really interesting. Just reflecting on it all today, um, the head of the um, of the new body, Justice Burriton, um, uh, gave a bit of a uh, talk about um, what he was going to be doing and not doing. Um, should I say Commissioner Burriton? Um, uh, because everybody's been making very helpful suggestions about what he and the commission should do, and he's basically saying, uh, well, that's all very interesting, but this is what I'm going to do. Um, and, uh, you know, despite uh, all the uh, brouhaha over the last few days about um, about uh, the findings against Gladys Berejiklian in New South Wales, people seem to have lost sight of the fact that, like the New South Wales Anti-Corruption Commission, uh, it looks like the National Anti-Crime Commission will be looking... Uh, looking for trouble on on its own front. People can make as many recommendations as they want and um, um, Commissioner Burriton has said that uh, they will be investigated. Uh, But I think he's clearly saying uh, to politicians, don't try to use us to play games. Don't try to use us to run your campaigns. Don't try to weaponise us. Uh, We we won't be in it. Um, We will uh, investigate what we think we should investigate. And... I think it becomes a tricky thing for politicians um, to work out how hard they should sort of play the whole game of um, saying that they're going to refer something to the commission. I mean, it might get you a, a day's headline when you do it, but, you know, these stories can disappear without trace or not. Um, but obviously there's a whole range of issues uh, revolving around politics uh, in all sorts of directions at the moment. Um, the Interestingly to me, the most interesting ones don't necessarily involve politicians directly, um, obviously. Or well, one of them, one of them on the, uh, amongst the first 44 is PWC. That's right. So here we've got a classic case of a consultancy engaged by a government department or working with a government department. It's not about politicians themselves, which I think is everybody's focus had been in the lead up to this. Um, And um, so that's going to be really interesting. Another really interesting question is um, whether uh, anything uh, flowing out of uh, the Robodebt Royal Commission comes up. Now, um, I think uh, you'd sort of say, well, has anybody come up with anything that that looked like it was corrupt out of um, the Robodebt Royal Commission as opposed to just ludicrously and outrageously incompetent. Um, But um, uh, Rick Morton uh, reported some months ago that um, that the Royal Commissioner in the Robodet case, Catherine Holmes, had written to Mark Dreyfus, the Attorney-General, and asked for her uh, inquiry to be um, extended by a week with the specific aim of extending it into the period in which um, the... NAC would be established. And I think in turn it sort of prov- provides a really interesting focus on what the terms of 
the uh, of corrupt behaviour are under the NAC Act, which isn't just about um, you know acts by people um, you know which would go to the honest or impartial performance of their uh, act of their uh, duties, but it's about uh, any conduct of a public official that constitutes or involves a breach of public trust and any conduct of a public official that constitutes, involves or is engaged in for the purpose of abuse of the person's office as a public official. And corruption can also include any conduct of a public official, official or former public official that constitutes or involves misuse of information or documents acquired in the person's capacity as a public official. And when you start thinking about things like robo-debt, you know, that that sort of makes it a really interesting sort of spotlight onto the onto the definition of corruption that uh, that the National Anti-Corruption Commission is going to be looking at. Brereton, of course, is a formidable figure, but I wonder how he's going to operate the triage. How will he decide which referrals to investigate? Well, that will be a very interesting process, uh, Philip, uh, which, and I, I can't answer that question. Um, I haven't had a fireside chat with an aspidistra with, um, with the commissioner to find that out, but that's obviously one of the processes that any of these new bodies or, or the existing bodies have to work their way through. Um, and, I mean, some of the uh, investigations that the Greens in particular have raised, uh, while you know, I suppose my pragmatic assessment would be while they're titillating, um, you know, everything from Scott Morrison's um, secret ministries to uh, water licences and Angus Taylor's uh, family-owned company Jamland, um, Nauru contracts. I mean, they're, they're all interesting, but uh, the commissioner today was saying that he was very much interested in current matters rather than historic ones. So oh, don't don't tell me he's not going to give sports rorts a, a once-over. He may not give sports rorts a, a once-over, Philip, because he's also said it depends on whether they've all, whether matters have all already been investigated um, by others. So, um, you know, that, that may be one of the first rounds of sifting that he does. OK, let's talk about... Uh, Brother Stewie, Stuart Robertson, Robertson, Roberts rather, because boy, the Royal Commission into uh, RoboDebt handed down its report this Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what hands it down? Could we, could we see recommendations for referral to the new body? Well, there's certainly um, been speculation, um, as I said, that because Catherine Holmes asked for an extension of. Uh, of her, her, her time before she reported until after the NAC had been established, um, that certainly leaves open the prospect that the Commission could Does, make... Doesn't it... Do, isn't she trying to pass on the torch, in effect? Well, they've got different roles, I suppose, Philip. They've got different briefs. Um, hers is primarily a investigatory brief. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think it probably does sort of switch... Um, attention and escalate it in a different way. Whether she would be passing on recommendations about any particular individual, you know, would be purely in the realm of speculation, of course. Um, and some of the uh, allegations that have been raised uh, about Stuart Robert have uh, really sort of come to light, particularly uh, through a parliamentary committee. Um, so, um, you know, there, there, there's such a plethora of inquiries. Parliamentary committees looking at 
PwC, for example, uh, the ones in which um, the company Synergy 360, uh, in which there have been allegations about improper actions by Stuart Robert, which he's defended uh, very and, and denied very vigorously. Uh, there's an AFP investigation going on into PwC as well. You know, there's, there's going to be a real mishmash of inquiries and uh, investigations going on, you know, to which the, the NAC, I suspect, will probably not want to be adding to the confusion and will probably pick its way through accordingly. I should mention that uh, Brother Stewie has denied, uh, you know, denied any wrongdoing. But, uh, OK, I understand the PwC have sort of uh, sacked about eight senior people. They're trying to clear their decks? They're, they're definitely clearing their decks. Um, I, I, I don't know about you, Philip, but it feels like they've tried to clear their decks about five times so far. Well, they do um, have a lot of decks to clear. Well, there are a lot of decks and a lot of partners. I'm always amazed how many partners all these places have. But So they've sacked eight people who they've named, including their former CEO today, and basically said that you know they were the ones who uh, were responsible for and had to uh, wear the, um, the cost of, of what's happened. So... Uh, you know, there's, there's deck clearing going on everywhere, Philip. Other, other matters before I let you uh, let mm. you go. Budono arrived uh, in Australia today for the, uh, well, the Australia-Indonesia Indo- annual leaders' meetings. That's right. Um, so uh, we haven't sort of probably heard as much about Indonesia as we should in recent years. Uh, given it's such a huge uh, economy um, and such a significant strategic interest for us. Um, President Widodo comes, has come in late this evening into Sydney. He'll basically spend tomorrow in Sydney, mostly with the Prime Minister, though he's going to be talking to some business people in the morning. Um, the focus seems to be very much on trade and investment and economic integration. Some uh, Some talk on climate too. Yes, I think that's part of that, Philip. It's about this whole sort of idea of um, uh, climate transition. I mean, um, President Wadodo uh, wants to... You know how sometimes people do things in other countries and you think, why aren't we doing that, Philip? <laughs> um, now, he's got... Um, he's got a, he, he wants to build an e- electronic vehicle ecosystem in Indonesia, which um, sounds like a really good thing to be doing. Um, and part of that, of course, is we've got all those rare earths that are really good for building um, all the things that EVs need. Um, so, and the West Australians have already uh, signed a, an M- MOU with him about um, having a, a, an agreement with Indonesia about um, the supply of um, rare earths from Western Australia. So that will all be part of that. Um, but I think there's also gonna be a lot of talk about education. Um, and about the Indonesian language, which, of course, Kevin Rudd pushed um, some years ago. Uh, and um, I think the uh, thing that's interesting to me is that there's some references being made to talk about defence, but um, while there's been earlier discussions between defence ministers about escalating um, the agreement between the two countries and cooperation on defence up to the level of treaty as it once was under Paul Keating, um, that, that apparently is still just, um, you know, in process at the moment and won't be a major feature of tomorrow's... It, there won't be an outcome on that tomorrow. And finally, I'd like you to use your clairvoyant abilities in the last 55 seconds together to tell me what the Reserve Bank are going to do. 
<laughs> oh, Philip, that's that's so unfair. Look, they'll probably put rates up, and if they don't, they'll put them up later. And um, I think we'll all live to regret it. So that's that's my bold prediction. <laughs> and so we're still teetering on the edge of recession. I I think the the uh, the government is now working on the basis that we will go into recession. Um, uh, much more likely than we won't go into recession. The question is how deep and how long. Um, but the general feeling is that hopefully it'll only be 12 months and it won't be too deep. Oh, you're an absolute cheerful young woman. <laughs> I've been talking to Laura Tingle, whose other job when she's not on LNL is a Chief Political Correspondent, 7.30. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. 